Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about media manipulation and basically how we're influenced by kind of everything and how to fucking, uh, you know, um, basically how to decide what's going on. But first, I got a little update. So I don't know if you guys are all on the uh, Facebook page or the Facebook group, but anyway, the way I set it up. The uh, I, I put out a post last week about how uh, I had this big snake in my chicken coop. Right, and your eggs, you know right? your normal black snake. Mm-hmm. Right, and and all black snakes are big, and you know whatever people are like, yeah, whatever, you know. And you know when they've eaten, they're pretty freaking fat black snakes. You know he's he's got some girth to him, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's all wrapped around the eggs, and the wife's like, ah, oh, this sucks. So she pulls the eggs out, she closes the lid. So the next morning, or, you know, and she's like, oh, I left the lid shut, but on the chicken coop, or, you know, the roof, but it's not actually nailed down, because this one's kind of low to the ground, we actually use it for, like, starting chicks, uh-huh. so it, uh, the roof, we just throw a pallet on top to keep it, you know, it's just keep a piece of sheet metal, yeah. and it keeps it in place, and whatever, so I was like, oh, the snake probably climbed out the roof, because she locked the front door to it, mm-hmm. and... I go and I look and I don't see anything. I just see wood shavings and there's still like two eggs in there. So I grab those and whatever. I'm like, yeah, snake's gone. I don't know. That night she goes in and it's like, no, the snake's still there. What the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, what? My hand was in there. I could have died, you uh-huh. know, but she's like, no, no. So I go back the next morning. So the second morning and the snake, sure enough, 
he's hidden under the wood shavings. No, you know, so that you have at the bottom. He's still in there, just so you waiting. can't even see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just had to kind of look around, right? I'm like, oh, motherfucker, I see you. So I was going to just chop his head off. Now, look, I understand. Black snakes are cool. They eat copperheads. They, you know, they get rid of bad things and no problem. But bottom line, I can't have you in eating my, my eggs. Mm-hmm. So. I had posted that I was going to get rid of them and, and all these people, Darren Taylor from Mayhem Country living. Oh God, don't kill the snake. We love snakes. <laughs> They're so damn great. Hippies out there. And yep. Bunch of fucking hippies, right? So I'm like, all right, Darren wins. I'm going to fucking, you know, save the snake. And... I, I decide, all right, look, I'll grab one of the wife's hose because they're pretty sharp. And uh, and I'll kind of push him into a bucket. And if mm-hmm. he's down for climbing in the bucket, then, you know, cool. We'll work together. We'll be a team, right? So he goes right in the bucket, no problem. I'm like, cool, all right, this is easy. I don't want him coming back. And I don't know what, like, kind of distance I got to get. Yeah, to, and there's, you know, there's rules in different states. I don't know back. what they are. But you, you you can't move with a certain amount of right. distance for certain animals. I don't know what the rules are specifically for black snakes. I, there, I don't but. know. But whatever. They're not the boss of me, right? Is the way They're I see it. They're not the boss. So I, I look up. Uh, it says, I, or I, I just throw them in the bucket. I, I set them aside for an hour because I have to go in, get showered, get changed for work, whatever. He's in the bucket, no problem. All chill. It's like a Lowe's bucket with the lid, no problem. Mm-hmm. So I throw him in the truck, and, and he's in the cab with me, and we're hanging you out. You didn't put him in the back of the and truck. And you see, now here's where <laughs> that that becomes an issue. But the thing is, putting him in the back, I was like, well, what if I come back and he's not in the bucket I'll constantly be paranoid that he's like hiding up in the engine or, you know, who knows where he could go. At least uh, in the cab, I can keep an eye on him, right? I know uh, where he is. And this fucker's too big that he's not, he's not hiding under the seat, right? Cause he's like, you know, six, seven feet long and, you know, and a big fatty. So I'm like, all right, now I got this. So I go to the farmer's market, help the wife take it all down. And I, I set him outside the truck so he stays warm, you know, whatever. Right. And he stays in the bucket. Everything's cool. No problem. And I'm like, all right, everything's good because it's got a lid, whatever. I throw him back in the truck. I'm going to drive this fucker to work with me. He's going far, mm-hmm. like 30 miles, right? So we get in the truck. We start driving. Sure enough, pop goes the lid and his head goes out. Now, he only popped like a side. So his head's out like a foot, but I'm driving and I'm trying to kind of like hold the lid, but he's, he's way bigger than you can kind of press on him and, and keep him uh-huh. with a little flimsy low, low lid, right? So I'm like, fuck. So this guy's climbing out. Of course, I can't get a picture because I don't have time. I'm trying to get to work. You know, I have time to dump him out of the bucket. I don't have time to, you know, chase him around the truck and, right. you know, whatever. So I pull over. This guy at this point is all across the dash and he's laying all across the passenger window. Basically, his tail is like right in front of the steering wheel and his body's like by the, his head is by the door lock on the other side, (laughs) you know, on the passenger door. Uh And he's like staring at me like, what the fuck, dude? So 
I pull over, I jump out, I open the door. He starts to hang down like he's thinking about getting out, but he won't commit. And I'm like, fuck, man, I got to go to work. So I run back, jump in the driver's side, push his ass out, come back around to the passenger side, and he's gone. I'm like, did he go back in the truck? What, you know, what happened? So I look, he's, he's hiding under the truck by the tire. I'm like, cool, no problem. Shut the door, run around and jump back in. Now the fucker's just coiled up at the door like, hey, I dare you to go past yeah, me. I'm I like, whatever, I don't have time for this shit. Yeah, I, I just jump over his head, jump in the truck, and, and off to work. Mm-hmm. So first you didn't of all, crash. That's, that's I, impressive. I didn't crash. I know my buddies at work were like, you didn't shoot him? And I'm yeah. like, in the truck? They're like, there would have been bullet holes in the door <laughs> in my truck. And I'm like, well, no, it wasn't that bad, but it's still that kind of thing catches you off guard, you know? Yeah, no, so I'm not a fan of snakes, man. I go, I well, it gets worse, though. So, well, I mean, that's that's the end of the snake story. But then I go to work and I look it up and they're like, oh, you know, you shouldn't take them more than a half mile from their natural habitat because they can't find food like all of a sudden they're stupid mm-hmm. and they don't know where food is and can't eat any I, I don't know it just seemed dumb to me yeah, but I was like whatever he didn't get his head eggs, right? chopped off right he didn't get his head chopped off he's fine so no problem and again where I dropped him I'd planned on taking him like 25 miles <laughs> but it was probably about six and a half right, right? so I go yesterday, I go to help somebody butcher a bunch of chickens. So they had like 30 chickens and we're doing it. And they had this other girl over there. And, and somehow the story came up because the guy was like, oh, I saw you had the snake at the farmer's market. You know, did you get rid of them? Whatever. So I was telling him the story and the girl's like, oh, I had that same problem. And I let a snake go like a mile away. And he showed up like a day later. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I hope that, you know, it doesn't happen to me. She goes, well, here's the thing. She goes, I couldn't be sure it was the same snake, but I really felt like it was. So I painted his head white. And I'm like, well, that's strange, but okay. Mm-hmm. She painted his head white, took him eight miles away. And she said three weeks later, the fucker showed back up. Eight miles. No so I just... And then she whips it out. She's like, look, I got pictures of him. And she's got pictures of him with a squirrel in his mouth, you know, hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah. So he's going to be back, uh, huh? But, well, he's going to be back. And here's the kicker. She said he wasn't down for just going in a bucket the second time. <laughs> You're going to have like, to kill him. He was way harder to fuck with. Yeah. She was like, I had to shoot him, you know, from far away because he wouldn't even let me get at him with the shovel because... Mm-hmm. He was like, nope, not this time. I fell for that once. So, bottom line, you might want to avoid, you know. And avoid also, the, the key takeaway. If you get offended by Avoid Facebook. Snakes. If you get offended by dead snakes, whatever. You know, if he comes back, you may hear stories. I don't know. Um, bottom line, he, uh, I don't think they like air conditioning. That was yeah. the consensus at work. Okay. Was if you didn't have the air conditioning on, he wouldn't have been like, fuck, I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but he's in a hot bucket. But apparently, no. So anyway, so media manipulation. Now that I've got you in a good mood and I'm ready to manipulate you, let's uh, see if we can't get kind of to the bottom of it. Now, 
media media has always been around and it's always been about kind of controlling people, right? Right. Kind of right. forming yeah, your maybe opinion. Maybe not. I mean, like controlling sounds scary and whatever. I don't think it's necessarily always evil, although I think it can be evil. I think that it's yeah, they want to sway your opinion. They want to win you to their side, to their argument, you know, that kind of thing. And there's lots of little tricks that people can do to do that. Now, obviously, I'm not a master media expert, as you know, listening to this podcast. I'm not exactly swaying any uh, hearts and minds. Although, I think you're not going to put that snake in the truck with uh, the air conditioning again. See, I just kind of shaped your reality a little bit. Now, a lot of people are like, well, yeah, but you're an idiot putting them in the cab. Well, yeah, now. Sure, I know that now, but I didn't before. So anyway, so we used to have newspapers, right? And they'd write all these fancy articles and they'd sway us. And then there's CNN and Fox and, you know, people used to chain watch those all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, everywhere you'd go, you'd see, you know, CNN on. They actually paid all this money to, whenever you're in an airport, it's always on CNN. Mm -hmm. They actually paid the airports to make that happen. Okay. Um, You know, these things, it's, it actually matters. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, they, they feel like they can really influence people, you know, by that kind of thing. Um, But what's weird is now... People get their media from Facebook, Saturday Night Live, YouTube, and like the late shows, mm-hmm. you know, with like all the Jimmys, right. you know, yep. Jimmy Kimmel and Fallon and Fallon's pretty funny. The other one's kind of an idiot, but you know, whatever. I think, I don't know. Maybe you like him. I don't know. But the thing is, when it comes from social media, there are algorithms that find out your habits. And that's where it gets like totally different, where it gets a lot, you know, people say scarier than it used to be like with the newspapers or CNN and Fox, because now it's kind of interactive. They're shaping the ads and the things they tell you and the things they show you based on how you react. So maybe every time one type of every time you see an ad for Coke or whatever, You're like, oh, you know, fuck that. I'm tired of the ad. Skip, whatever. Go to the next one. But maybe when there's a hot naked chick there, you're like, oh, you know, I like hot naked chicks that drink Coke. Right. And you linger a little bit longer. Then they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to show you hot naked chicks with everything from now on Mm -hmm. because that's your cup of tea. Now, some people are like, oh, I'm offended by hot naked chicks. Because secretly I like dudes, right? right? That could be why. I mean, that could I don't be know. why. That's a reason. But yeah, I don't know what you're into. I mean, you know, it's, it's no judgments here. But no judgments, right? So they, uh, you know, it just, it always changes, but it's also what you respond to. Like mm-hmm. maybe you respond to, hey, that person was kind. All right, we're going to focus on things that, you know, are kind. Maybe they don't like regular ads but what if they like the subtle cues that i drop into movies Mm -hmm. um and you know things like that then all right when he searches for movies on youtube or or amazon how about i just show him movies where i have the subtle cues there and the focus is there Mm -hmm. oh well that's that's different so the thing is you're like well 
that doesn't bother me because I get to watch movies and I pay less for them or they're free and they don't, uh, you know, they get to, if I buy Coke, maybe I'll like Coke, you know, who knows? Mm. And so they don't really worry about it. But what you got to realize is you're constantly being shifted. Um, and it's that constant feedback loop that gets it so targeted to you. Like if you go watch your wife's Facebook feed or whatever, now hers might be pretty similar to yours. You're in the same household. Your, you know, things are responding to a lot of similar cues, but you'll still see that the ads are different and mm -hmm. things are, you know, different in how it is. But if you swap to like every week and you each traded phones each week or traded Facebook logins, you'd find that they end up being the same because you'd have that mix of, you know, each other. Right. Um, so just be aware of, of kind of what's going on and how it can be happening. I guess is a good start. Right. And there, you know, there's know. four, there's four thoughts, like Kevin? basic, basic reasons that, that people will, you know, try and shift your opinion. And, you know, number one okay. is, is, uh, advertising like you were talking about, um, you know, trying to get you to buy Coke or, uh, uh, Ford truck or whatever. But there's other reasons. Um, you know, sometimes people just, uh, just like to fuck with you. You know what I mean? Sometimes people are just playing jokes. You know, they're trying to get you to believe stupid shit. You know? Um, another one is uh, activism. You know, people have, have special, uh, you know, special things that they're into. They're little pet peeve projects, you know? Things that they're super focused on, whether it's abortion or, you know, gun rights or whatever it is. They're trying to sway your opinion. Um, and another one is, is propagandizing. Um, and that can just be, that can just be, you know, get, trying to get you to vote for a political party or, uh, you know, give money to a certain, uh, certain charity, something like that. And there's a lot of different ways that they do those things. One of the shadiest ones they do is, is what they call propaganda laundering. And basically what they do is they have a, a, a less trusted source publish a story and then, uh, then they'll focus on that story, like the reporting on it. But then they can't be, you know, they can't be sued for lying because they're just reporting on what somebody else already reported, right? Nice. So they they have no culpability for it, but they can say whatever the fuck they want now, and and talk about this story like it's true because somebody else reported it. Um, right. Another. Another big one that they've been uh, that I've, I see a lot more now often is they call it astroturfing, and basically it's like a fake grassroots movement. You see that a lot on on uh, social media specifically, but corporations or political parties uh, imitate a grassroots uh, movement so that you know it feels like a lot of people are really focused on this one issue. When it's really, you know, being pushed by a by a corporation, by a political party, by you know somebody like that, you know, it's just right. kind of shady tactics. 
Yeah, I remember uh, Rush Limbaugh used to have a name for it. I can't remember anymore, but he'd always talk about how it's like two or three or 30 angry women with fax machines. You know, they're always right. angry women with Rush. Yep. And, uh, oh, there's 30 angry women with a fax machine, and they're just sending, you know, complaints to everybody over and over again all day long. Yeah. And uh, be honest um, with you, if you— But if there's you, a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. If you call your, your local senator or your local congressman and ask them to vote a specific way on, on every specific bill, you're like one out of six people. So if six people call and want them to vote a specific way, that's a big – that sounds like a lot of people to them because they don't get a lot of calls on every specific issue. Um, right. So, it's I mean, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind like you can be a yeah. one-man uh, grassroots organization if you want to be. If you've got that kind of time and that kind of fax machine uh, right. access. Well, if you've got a fax machine, you're in. I mean, that's – but so that's one of the things is they don't – they're easily manipulated by stuff. But again, you're, it's hard to overcome money. You know, they say that if somebody's uh, – you want to be on a, uh, a committee in Washington, it's actually – they have – you have to bid to get your position – and basically, I, I don't know where the money goes, if it donates to the party or whatever, but the starting bid for the cheapest committee in, in uh, the House is a million dollars. And starting. so you don't get that from like little donors. You get that from co- companies and corporations or, you know, lobbyists that that million dollars, you know, that's a big deal. So you got to realize money is what influences things. Mm-hmm. Um, what Kevin was saying earlier, um, uh, shoot, see, that's why I wanted to interrupt you. Cause uh, the propaganda laundering, I come back to it. Yeah. Uh, the propaganda laundering. Um, well, so they have ideas and themes, you know, it used to be like, that was one of the things they always used to talk about on talk radio is you'd have the 20 different reporters and they'd have the exact same wording of a mm-hmm. sentence. Right. Like they would throw out and they'd play the clips like every day. Look, here's five different channels with 20, you know, a total of 20 reporters. Mm-hmm. And they would actually, you know, all say the exact same sentence and use right. the same keywords. Right. And you're like, what the hell? And you were talking about, I guess, actually what I was looking for before was they would drop little things at the end. Like, oh, well, this is from un- we have some unverified sources. Right. But and then they can slip in whatever they want yeah. and be like, well, you know, hey, I told yeah, it you was it was the anonymous. I, yeah, I don't it was really the anonymous know. source that told us. So. Um, so, right. So then they but the thing is, that used to be a big thing. They actually did a study and they it, there's a theory called Hovland's theory. And they would they they couldn't prove it. But he would say, like, if you tell people, hey, you know, we're not sure all this is true. If you say it over and over again, everyone will believe it or they'll remember that. Like, remember, there was that thing uh, where they used to say, oh, well, you know, the Pope would help the Nazis as long as he left the Catholic Church along alone. You know, and that was a big thing. And it was all propaganda from the Russians. You know, they used to like kind of drop in little things and, and manipulate. And over time, well, I've heard that story, so it must be true. Right. And you just associate it. Like I, I had kind of 
believe that story. And, you know, somebody who was there at the time, you know, had told me that story. Oh, well, you know, this happened. And so I don't really trust the Catholic Church because of this and whatever. And then later on, as I did some research, it was actually a book that I was reading from a guy who was in the KGB was like, yeah, we did this. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. true at all. But we totally, you know, manipulated something. That's kind of thing. So this Hovland's theory, they couldn't kind of prove it until there was a study in 1978. A uh, college professor set up a, a study with a bunch of students and they had them read articles that were filled with inaccurate data. But they said, you know, look, some of this is not accurate. Some of it's verified. We don't know. And they would read a bunch of articles throughout, like, I guess, the semester. And then they, at the end, kind of went back and were like, you know, what do you believe is true? This, 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 and that. And people ended up, like, accepting everything they wanted them to accept. Right. As reality. You know what I'm saying? And so even though you're given the negative discounts, people just get manipulated. You know, they get, well, I've heard it. That's that, you know how all those... um disclaimers at the end for oh the the lawyer you know uh if you use our you know uh invest in my uh hedge fund or whatever and you know not everybody's the legal disclaimer not everybody's going to make money some of these yeah. things you could lose your ass mm -hmm. you know hey you might get boned on this one People are so used to those disclaimers at the end that they completely discount them. And especially over time and, you know, the medications, oh, this will make your asshole right. fall out or, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, you yeah, that happens that all anymore. the time. I, yeah. I always hear I always hear that my asshole is going to fall out if I use that. Mm -hmm. So you don't even care. Right. And that's the thing. Like you're and but there's studies like this actually is something planned out. Like they're like, oh, well, you know what? We can get rid of all that negative. And then when your asshole falls out, we'll be like, well, fuck, we told, <laughs> we told you. We told you that asshole. was going to happen. Yep. You know, <laughs> but that's subprime mortgages, right? Or what I mean is the variable interest rates. Mm -hmm. like, hey, right. let me give you 2% today. And it could go into something later. It could change to eight or nine or ten percent. You could lose your fucking ass, but you probably won't. I mean, I wouldn't even worry about it. Yeah. Oh well, two percent. So you're saying I just need to pay this? Oh, mm -hmm. yep. That's what I I'm can saying. Do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So another another big one that I see a lot. This one I see a lot on on news channels is a straw man argument. And it's basically like you, you frame what your opponent's position is, but not well, and then you rip it apart. You know what I mean? Like you take their, a shitty argument and, you know, put it on your opponent and then tear it apart. You're not really arguing with their argument. You're arguing with the argument that you made up for them, you know? Um, right. I'm not going to call right. out any names, but Tucker Carlson, uh, he does that shit a lot. I see him doing it a lot. Yeah, he's all over it. Mm -hmm. That's that's a lot of media on both sides, but you're right. A lot I mean, of you know, I don't yeah. know. I don't watch Tucker Carlson, but mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. So I can't really speak. I honestly don't even watch shit anymore. I I just stay away from it. Yeah, it's you the know, only way shit. to be happy, happy it, that's, anymore. I mean, that's the bottom line. We get our news from Joe Rogan, or right, exactly. You know, and Joe Rogan's freaking awesome. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not like oh, well, it's fucked up because it comes from Joe Rogan. We actually right. like Joe Rogan because. 
he kind of does have less of an unbiased, like he tries to look at things, like he asks the questions. You know, that's the yeah. thing that, that right, nobody ever does. He asks good you know, questions. Yeah, you're getting, like you said earlier, you're getting your news from Jimmy Kimmel and Saturday Night Live. And, uh, you know, exactly, and exactly. You know, and nothing is verified and you can say anything and nobody fucking knows. It's all you know, it's all just anyway. total manipulation. Yeah. Right. Um, but what? Go ahead. Well, I got a, uh, another one here. You look like you had something. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I got another one here. Um, this one is, is one that I you see this one a lot. Uh, basically, it's distraction. You know, it's focusing on news stories that aren't related to the things you don't want them paying attention. Do you remember when uh, um, Bill Clinton was getting the blowjobs from that uh, fat chick? Oh. Do you remember that? And Monica. then all of a sudden we went to, yeah, then all of a sudden we started bombing, bombing Iraq for some reason. You know, you Fuck gotta have a bigger guys. story they're, out there. They were trying to kill us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, well, they call that uh, smoke screening or uh, wagging the dog, you know? So yeah. you're basically, you're basically, don't look over there because there's big, more important stuff happening over here. They call that a, there's a no, thing they, called the, uh, the Friday news dump where they put out a bunch of stories on Friday. They did, they don't want people to pay attention to because by the time Monday comes around, you've already forgotten about it into the next news cycle. Well, cause you're not at work talking with everybody about it. Do you see, dude, I was at work last night and I'm like, I saw like a little blurb and it was like, oh yeah, by the way, um, this is, so today's Saturday morning, you're going to, you know, we'll put this out tomorrow night, Sunday night. But so Friday, fucking all of Canada had no internet or ATMs. Oh, I didn't Did you hear, hear about this? that. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's like kind of a relevant thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, well, that can't be true. And sure enough, I search it out, and there's like two stories, like The Guardian or something. Oh, yeah. yeah they, people couldn't get home from work because they were only taking cash, you know, to get gas or whatever. And I'm like, oh. And again, I say all of Canada. That's what the story said that I read. Mm -hmm. It could have been like Ontario or something. Yeah, right. I don't fucking know. Canada, who even knows? What, what is there, like 10 people up there? The modem was down, so they were like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't know. But bottom line, like shit, you just don't even know what's happening. But one of the things I would look at is how much has your personal opinion changed? And that's what I always tell my kids. I'm like kind of draw your lines and your values right now and before and it's not that you can't change your values mm -hmm. but before you change them take a good hard look at it so i tell them to say like draw your lines like all right i believe in gay marriage i believe homosexuality is right or wrong i think it's okay for people to have sex with little kids or whatever right you think of what you want and obviously you don't approve of that the, the sex with little kids part, but draw your lines, right? Right. And, mm -hmm. and decide where they are because I'm like, the lines keep shifting. Mm -hmm. And luckily I had said this to them like six, seven years ago, and they're actually seeing how we change as a culture. And I'm like, it doesn't mean we can't evolve, right? People used to think that black people were horrible and, and black people maybe didn't like white people or, you know, all these different things, right? But changing to, oh, hey, we're all just a man and, and it's cool, you know? Hey, 
We're all just trying to get the same goals. We have the same struggles. Turns out we're not really different. Oh, and that's okay to evolve and change that way. What I'm saying is you need to decide what you really believe and where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of make a decision, you know, informed from that as we go on. And that's how it should be is, you know, there's nothing wrong with evolving and changing. Just know what your limits are. And before you change your absolutes, say, hey, am I just being manipulated? Or is there actually, you know, a reason to change? That's all I'm asking. Right. Um, and what I'd like before you think, hey, am I, well, I don't get manipulated. Just think of like when Hillary and Obama ran for president, both of them campaigned that they were against gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now you're like a complete asshole if you're against that. That wasn't that long ago. That's why you keep seeing, like, I, I think I posted some video of, of Joe Biden. Now, this is way back in, like, the 70s. He was like, oh, um, you know, I don't think any gun control works. And you would be ridiculous to put gun laws out there because you're just working against freedom and whatever. And I'm like, this is Joe Biden who carries around all the time. Now, dude, 1970-whatever, that's 50 years ago. Guess what? People's opinions have changed in 50 years. Mm -hmm. But how much of that is influenced by media? And that's what I want you to understand. I don't fault the guy for believing something then and then believing something now. 50 years is a long fucking time we've changed. You know, I get that. That's like, yeah, gee, in in 1947, people thought that black people shouldn't go to school with white people. Well, yeah, a lot of people thought that and it was fucked up and whatever. But we have grown up and, and, you know, realized things, right? You know, hey, in 1780, they thought that slavery might be okay. Well, yeah, but we realized that was stupid and a mistake and, you know, whatever. We've moved on. Mm-hmm. That's my point. We do change. I'm not saying don't change. I'm saying look at what your reasoning is. Right. And decide where your cores are. Um. There's a video of uh, Joe Biden again, 2006. That's not that far ago. And he's like, oh, abortions should be rare and infrequent. And he says, oh, I oppose abortion. Now he's like outraged. How can we undermine? It doesn't matter where you are because that's not my point. I'm not here to tell you how to think. It's your own job to come up with your own opinions of what you believe. I personally just choose freedom on everything. I'm not down for abortion, but I don't want the government telling me a fucking thing. I say don't give them a fucking inch. That's right. I say I there's, think no, we've always supported, there's no supported acceptable not supporting the government at the, on this show. And there you go. Anytime the government gets the fuck out of my business, I'm on board. Now, me and the wife actually kind of bumped heads on that, where it was kind of like, "Ooh, well, you know, I'm outraged that the court." Um, you know, overturned Roe v. Wade. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it's none of the federal government's business to tell the states what they can fucking do. And then mm-hmm. we can go to the states and say, hey, it's none of your fucking business to tell me what to do. You right. know, but the federal government getting out of it, that to me is is always a win. Whenever they're like, hey, it's not our job to tell you what to do. I take that as a win. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, some of you, you know, that, that's always a heated debate with everybody and the big touchy, oh, I'm afraid to talk about it. Um, just understand that the media can change and shape your opinion. 
Um, any more examples, Kevin? Or I got one more, but I don't know if no, you go got ahead. something you want to drop here. Go ahead. All right. So another thing that happens is what people don't realize is it's actually you are the product. A lot of times you think, oh, they're trying to sell me on the Republican Party. Oh, they're trying to sell me on the Democrat Party. They're trying to sell me on Trump is evil or Joe Biden is great. But that's not exactly. They're trying to shape you into something. And they're trying to create you as a whole package. There's so much bigger themes than people realize that you're being changed. One of the things, like, if you don't think you can change who you are, think of, like, Napoleon Hill, right? You guys have read, heard that book, uh, Think and Grow Rich? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, there's that Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So how much are they, you know, they talk about, well, if you take your five closest friends and you average their income, that'll be your income. Mm-hmm. It's because what you believe really affects who you are. You know, that's how they say, well, you grew up in a poor community. You're always going to be poor. Well, it's what you're surrounded in. It's what you know, and it's what you're taught. And I don't mean they teach you to be poor, but you get certain influences. And I mean, in a way, they are, you know, a poor community is kind of teaching you to be poor. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it's hard to break out of that. And that's why people get up and they go to college, you know, somewhere far away. And I got out, right? That's what you've heard. Right. I got out. You hear that a lot, don't well, you? That, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You got to get away from a mindset that is negative to you. You know, can we get out from the media? Can we, you know, step off of, now, shutting off Fox News or shutting off CNN Well, that's one way of getting out, but then are we just turning to our late night TV shows where we form all our opinions that are loosely based in facts? You know, hey, this is going on, but I'm a a comedy show. You know, know, who's always influencing things that I, I wonder and think about? Russell Brand, right? The guy's a jackass, and he's like, hey, don't listen to me. I'm a jackass. He says it right in the beginning of almost all his speeches. But that guy does 10 times the amount of fucking research that, you know, anybody else yeah. does. And I'm like, oh, exactly. he actually looked into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my point is, that doesn't mean Russell Brand is always right. That's not what I'm trying to tell you. I'm just saying, it's, hey, look at me. You know, I'm wearing cashmere and freaking, he's like, I, I watched one the other day. He's like, he's like, hey, I'm not gay. You might think, because I'm a really good dresser. And I have a fabulous haircut that I am, but it's, you know, but dude, it was entertaining, you know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. but I mean, he actually does some research and puts ideas out there. But again, it's that same thing. People who say, hey, what I'm saying isn't a hundred percent, do your own research. Well, the problem is that doesn't necessarily give them credibility. And we actually get to the point where we dismiss the do your own research. All right, if this guy's willing to say that, he must be telling the truth because otherwise he would know that I'd expose him as a fraud. Right. Well, no, he knows that people are lazy and they're not going to do any research. Um, again, I, I, I haven't come across anything where I'm like, oh, that's an outright lie. No, I think he's pretty entertaining and a lot of stuff I'm like, huh. That makes me think he really brought up some stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, is a good idea. And, and that's, I mean, Glenn Beck does that or, you know, uh, 
a lot of people. I mean, I think even some of the the TV shows they talk about that. You know, I'm a comedian. You know, don't don't uh, you know, go with me. But you got to realize though, you are the product, and people are trying to shape you into something. And it was funny. My wife was like, "Well." Yeah, but you're being ridiculous. Why would you want to control the people? Why would you want to whatever? And I'm like, because, or why would you want to manipulate how people think, right? Because I'm like, oh, they don't want you to be self-sufficient. Well, that's ridiculous. Why? Why would that hurt anything? You're not, then you're not taking food away from them. You're not, you know, hurting rich people in any way because you're your own thing. That should be a win for them as opposed to having to keep you on the welfare roll or whatever. But if I can't control you, then I can't make you a slave kind of thing. And that's right. what people don't realize. And, mm-hmm. and that's where the wife was kind of fighting me. She's like, well, that can't be what they want. And I'm like, eh, it kind of is. Um, maybe not like, all right. So if I can keep you out there working and doing the menial work and, and the hard labor and digging the ditches and building the roads and putting together engines and, you know, running sewer plants and, and everything that people do fly in airlines, then you can, uh, you know, then I can just be taking the money off the top and skinning, skimming. As long as you keep creating, I can keep skimming off your back and right. keep my world going as long as you're focused on that. But if you're not there out there creating for the masses, then I have a problem. If you're just handling your own business and not paying taxes and not, you know, whatever, you're just growing in your garden and taking care of your own food and making your own clothes and trading your, you know, cows for for clothes and books and whatever it is you want, then I can't take anything from you. And you are the product. They got to keep you going and happy. And it's messed up. But that's, you know, the thing. It's funny. Another manipulation I was watching, I I was like, well, you know, let me look at a different way. And and I was searching all the different stuff where they were talking about sales stuff. Uh, One of the guys was talking about something called the three boxes theory. And they were talking about how if you have... You go to McDonald's, you have small, medium, and large, right? And if they just, they offered originally a small and a large, and people would always, you know, say, well, I I don't know. I I guess I'm going to buy the small because the large is expensive and I can save money. And people would always go with small. Mm -hmm. So then what they did was they were like, well, if we made a jumbo and a medium, and the medium actually was the large size. Right. And when they made it the when they made it medium, oh that's normal. And I'm not being too luxurious. Right. Getting I'm, the jumbo. I'm still being kind of conservative. So getting the large, which is now the regular or medium, will actually be better. And mm-hmm. that actually works on people where, you know, whatever. So if I sell a product, right? I'm selling you something cool and and I have it for $12, I have something for 15 or 16 because that's really what I want to sell you. And then mm-hmm. I have something for 32 Now, 32 is a really special product. I mean, that one's got a big color. I'm selling a t-shirt with a big color picture of Kevin's face right there. And you're like, 32 bucks? 
or I can have a black and white of Chuck and Kevin sitting in the background for 17. Eh, yeah, 17 sounds reasonable because otherwise I just have like somebody giving me the middle finger on the cheap one for seven, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, where do I want to be? All right, I'll go with the black and white, but I really want the big color picture of Kevin on my chest. And Mm then, everybody does. you find that happy medium, right? But, and also like calling it regular, that sounds normal. It's funny, I talked to uh, um, my stepdaughter, I was telling her this theory and, and we're talking about it. And I was like, you know, I explained it all to her and she goes, yeah, at work, we have small and large. And she goes, everyone fights us on it. They're like, well, can I get one in between? And it's, dude, it's 12 or 16 ounce. Right. It's not like a big big window to, but they're like, I can't, I can't do small because large is too much and small is too small. I'm like, look, talk to your boss. I was like, make the larger regular. And make the other one a small or the other way around. Make the small a regular and the other Mm -hmm. large. I was like, if you just use, change the word. I'm like, don't change the size. Right. Just change the the word to regular. Mm -hmm. And that will be okay. That will be to whichever one you want to sell, you know? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it may be the small that you want to sell because, you know, whatever. It's like a 50 cents more and whatever. But it'll save you all the headache. And I'm like, right. you may want to try that. That might actually make a big difference. Um, think of the car wash, right? You have like a silver, gold, and a platinum. Right. You know, and you make the one just a little bit more. You can push people into that little bit more. The platinum's irrelevant. They weren't planning on selling that. But that's like, hey, you never know. You know, somebody might go for it. Same idea. Like they have that. You see these uh, the dating guru guys, right? That show them how to how to get women and what was that mystery guy or whatever? That, oh yeah, that guy I, always kind of grossed me out. Yeah, yeah. There's a you know thing. There was a TV show or so. I I don't even know. But the bottom line is they always talk about like negging, right? They say all right. these negative whim- things to women to kind of like bring them down, and then they feel like oh well. You know, I'm only so good or whatever, and you go for it. My point is not these are things to do or whatever. My point is that realize you're pretty easily manipulated and kind of draw your values, make your decisions before you go into a a conversation kind of thing, before you get into things. Like I know when I buy stuff, the first thing I ask myself is, in three years, when I'm selling this at a yard sale, what am I going to be able to sell this for? Dude, almost everything I buy, I ask myself that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'll be able to sell that for $2? Yeah. And it's 60 uh, You know, because what's it really worth to somebody? But again, how much is it going to help me out in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you got to weigh. Like a tractor, tractor is kind of ridiculous. Or a tiller. Tiller's 1500 bucks. And I mean, maybe it's two grand now. I don't know. But when I bought my tiller, it was like 1500 bucks. And I was like, ah, oh, it's ridiculous and whatever. I fought myself for forever. But then the benefit in the hours. I mean, when I can turn over a field in an mm-hmm. hour versus three days of me out there and I'm doing it every year, sometimes twice a year and a couple of different fields and then it's like, oh, you know, that really paid for itself in no time. You know, that that changes. 
you got to decide what it can do for you. I mean, maybe it's a laptop that you need for, you know, doing creative stuff that you do or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe your phone. I don't know that spending a grand on a phone or whatever so that you can look at social media faster is really the answer. Unless, of course, it's listening to our podcast. I mean, that's going to pay dividends right there, like huge, right? Um, I don't know. But just realize that you are you are the product. And people aren't necessarily trying to shift you into the Republican Party or the Democrat Party. You know, they gave an analogy way back I had heard about how it's like the WWE. And you have the good guy wrestlers and the bad guy wrestlers. And at the end of the night, they're all going out to the bar and hanging out together or whatever it is that wrestlers do. I don't I don't know what they do after work. Maybe they go to the protein shake store or whatever the hell it is, right? And they go, you know, pound protein shakes or whatever. But that's the thing. They go hang out and it's all good. Now, some of them, I think, I've heard interviews later, like really did hate each other or whatever. But... For the most part, it's just a big club, and that's how congressmen are, and that's how whatever. I, I remember I was always disturbed that uh, uh, Antonin uh, Scalia and uh, what's her name, the the Ginsburg, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg, right? Yep, um, were like best friends, and these two couldn't be further away. You know, they were a world away from each other on the bench, and they were like besties. And they were always hanging out, going to dinner together and, and just, you know, constant. Now, one, it's nice to have somebody on the same intellectual level as you. But it's weird that they could be so world apart. Whereas, you know, people are like, oh, you voted for Trump. I voted for Biden. We have to hate each other. You know, you're you're stupid and I'm smart. And, you know, I can't even believe what an idiot and how disgusting you are. And, you know, whatever. It, it, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's all Just bullshit. realize when they have you against each other, you're not against them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the goal. Yeah. Um, they keep moving forward, right? Their agenda keeps going forward. Trump's not hurting. Biden's not hurting. You know, I mean, Trump, we may see some crazy things here and there. I don't know that maybe he is hurting mentally. I don't know. But again, that's what they want you to see. Like, oh, the big scandal. Trump yelled at his driver or he, you know, whatever. I don't, there were a couple of like really stupid things that I yeah, saw in the last that don't even month or something that, yeah. that you're like, what the hell? Like he demanded his driver take him somewhere. You know, it was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, why is this important to me? Right, and right. instead, like, hey, you know, we're, you know, Canada has no internet for the whole country and that could happen to me, right? Like I could wake up tomorrow and not be able to get cash for two days or not be able to buy anything without cash for two days. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a problem for you. I know for me, I got to be able to get gas to go to work. And honestly, I could do that for about two weeks without a gas station, maybe even a little bit longer. And mm-hmm. I figure everybody else runs out before that. Um, I honestly, I could probably even do better than that, but that's the point. Like to me, I'd be all right. I, I don't go to a store for two weeks. I'm good. That that's my life. Even if I'm at the end of my like grocery run kind of thing, I'm still good. Mm-hmm. I, I got that. That's not going to be a problem, but you know, some people that would really throw you. So, to mention, hey, you know, 
the internet could go down. You could lose ATMs, access to cash, and stores won't be able to take credit cards. This could be a problem for you. You know, maybe have stuff squared away. Obviously, you don't want to create a panic. But what if you could start to make changes in your lifestyle that, hey, I normally have 500 bucks set aside or 1000 bucks set aside in cash just because it's there. Not mm -hmm. a bad idea, right? You know, and we always react. We always kind of, oh, this happened. Next time, I'm going to be ready. Now I have those extra batteries. Now I have extra water set aside. And then two years later when the power is out and you need water again, oh, yeah, I let that go because it's been two years and I haven't needed it. Again, remember, you got to be taking care of you and that's where your priorities should be. That's all I'm saying. Just don't chase your tail in any direction. Now, you know what could help somebody stay focused? If What's they that, woke Chuck? up, got their coffee cup, got their coffee cup, and it said prepping badass on the front. Every morning they'd wake up and they'd be like, do I have my shit squared away? And then they'd take a big sip and they'd be like, yeah, I do. And then it'd all be good. You know where you can get something like that, Kevin? Where would, where would I go? Preppingbadass.com. That's where you'd go. All right. And dude, there is all kinds of cool shit. I even got um I even got a fucking shirt on there that pays a little tribute to Kevin. Oh, I think actually the coffee the coffee cup even pays tribute to Kevin. We got a little prepping badass on the front, so you see the prepping badass logo. But then on the back it says talk shit, get hit. Huh? So Right there, that's like a little homage to Kevin. Mm -hmm. And you're sipping the coffee. You're sipping the coffee, and everybody else sitting around you knows, hey, I shouldn't fuck with that guy because he might bust me in the mouth, you know? Mm -hmm. We got it on a T-shirt, too. I, did, I didn't fuck around. It's all over. Um, we got a lot of good stuff on there, a bunch of new shirts, new things you might want to check out. And I'm just saying it might help you stay focused on your priorities. You make prepping and taking care of your family, taking care of business the priority, then I think you'd be all right. Um, stop giving shit to the man. That's what I can tell you. And sure, Kevin's kind of like the man, but then is he really? <laughs> exactly. Um, you have thoughts, concerns, questions. Uh, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, I would say stay safe. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm -hmm.